Today I'm here with Rupert Carlin again. He is the founder of Kota Kiwi Saver and we're going to be talking about your New Year's resolutions and how to get started in 2023 with your personal finances. So kia ora Rupert, how was your new year? Kia ora, uh, my new year was great. I had an amazing time up in the far north, um, seeing the best of what New Zealand has. Yeah, awesome. So what are some of your tips with people getting started with their finances in 2023? Um, look, I think if someone's come back from New Year's resolutions and they're kind of going, how do I sort out my finances? To me, there probably are really kind of four key things that you've got to do, right? Number one, you've got to set yourself some goals. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any goals and you kind of, and it's not measurable, attainable, um, something that's a, a real goal, then you're not really going to do anything because you're just going to keep on floating around and going, i got to say that. I've, I've got to improve. So your goal might be as simple as, hey, I want to save $20 a week. Or it might be, um, I want to save up for a holiday at the end of the year. I want to save for an emergency fund. But it's got to be a specific goal that you can hold yourself accountable to. So that would be my first one. The next one I think is really important, and we'll come back to this afterwards, is you should be setting yourself a budget. Setting yourself a budget to help you achieve your financial goals. So if your goal is, hey, I want to set myself up an emergency fund, I want that emergency fund to be $2,000, I'm going to put away $200 a month or $50 a week towards that to make that happen. And then I'm going to create my budget to allow me to kind of segment and find that $50 a week to make it happen as well. The next two things are kind of pretty related. But if you are going to set up savings, investment, um, which everyone should be doing, at the very least having a, an emergency fund, then set up some bank accounts. Go talk to your bank and kind of go, cool, I want an emergency fund, I want a savings fund. How do I I create a separate bank account? Because one thing we all know, unless the money is separate, unless it's segmented, you're just going to treat it like everyday money um, and and have it kind of as part of everyday thinking. Mm. And then, of course, and it's it's really easy to do, a lot of the banks now, um, you can kind of set them up, I think, within your online banking apps, and it's just a super simple way to do it. But, But that's critical that you kind of have that separate set of funds Mm. And of course, being a KiwiSaver provider, I have to say, you've got to get your KiwiSaver sorted, Um, making sure you're in the right type of fund, making sure that you've got your contribution rates right for what your objectives are, um, setting yourselves up, all really simple stuff, but it's stuff that's um, critical that you get done and you should be getting it done now rather than kind of waiting um, until April, May. Um, Because then by then, you're really into the stresses of real life. (laughs) <laughs> yeah for sure and and with opening up your savings accounts I would go take it one step further and it depends on your personality but for me I'm the type of person if the money is literally even if it's in a different account with my same bank I will just spend it so I've created a separate bank with a new bank and I don't have cards for it and that's my emergency fund and if I need it I can transfer it to my account but otherwise it's out of sight out of mind <laughs> That's an awesome idea. And actually, I'll take that one step further as well, right? So I get paid on Thursday. Um, And so what I do on a Thursday is for my piece that I kind of, my savings amount, 
I have an automatic payment that goes out on a Thursday night to make sure that it happens. It's a recurring payment. Nothing can stop it. Um, and then I never kind of touch that money first. So then that goes into my other bank account as well. Because I think the more you automate it, the more you separate it, um, the easier it all becomes. And for me, that 100 bucks a fortnight that I put away into my separate account, um, I don't even know I've got it because I never see it. <laughs> the best way to um, start your savings is by automating it. Exactly. So just before we get into to budgeting, do, what, do you have any goals or what are your key things that you're going to do for 2023? Yeah, so I have some big goals and one of them is to definitely increase my emergency fund. So I've been keeping it at like $1,000 as a uni student, but I think um, during this new year, my goal is to kind of increase that. As I get older, I think it's important to or as you get more responsibilities, um, or just as your circumstances change to reevaluate how much money you have. So um, growing that for myself um, is going to be one of my goals this year, um, and that will be through automating. So my partner and I have opened up a new emergency fund for both of us for um, anything related to us, really, if you know our fridge breaks down or things like that. So we're going to automate $30 a week into that account um, to just protect ourselves so we don't need to get a loan or get a credit card um, if we need to replace, you know, a washing machine or things like that. That's awesome. And quick question, so this is a big digression, but and in the account that you've chosen to put that in, is that what are you using? Are you putting it on term deposit or what are you wearing to make sure that even though it's a small amount of money, it's a, it is amount of money that needs to be doing some work and hopefully earning a little bit of interest as well? Yeah, so with I have my savings with Kiwi Bank and I do my um my everyday with Westpac, but with Kiwi Bank there is a um it's like a saver saver account and it earns a quite a small interest rate. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um that it's it's only a small amount of money at the end of the day at the end of the day. So I'm not too concerned with a small interest rate, but I think it's important to just have that money um accessible and ready if we need it. Oh, exactly. And I think that's the most important part for an emergency fund. It has to be accessible. Yeah. Um, and it has to be somewhere where you can get at it at short notice. Um, and that might cost you a little bit of um a little bit of return, but it's definitely it's definitely there. I think the other the really nice thing at the moment though, uh, with interest rates going where they have and coming up a lot, at least now you can have it sitting in a bank and earn a bit of interest as well. Yeah, certainly. Um, cool. So for me, my the key things that for me that I'm going to do to set myself up for 2023 because I can't preach all of this and then not have anything on my myself. I unfortunately have the shock of a massive amount of interest payments going up because I've got a mortgage which came up for refixing in December. Um, and so for me, my goals of 2023, it's less about kind of moving forward and more about survival. Um, and so for us, that means for me and my wife, it means that we've done quite a big review of our kind of costs and what we spend our money and what we spend our money on. Um, and now it's all about how do we kind of set ourselves up with a budget? How do we stick to that budget? Um, and how do we kind of make sure that hopefully every week we've got a little bit of excess money that we can put into our saving account um, 
that that's kind of for us that's the big challenge and i think a lot of people will be going through the same um because yeah you might be like me where your interest rate's gone from 2.2 percent up to six percent um and that's a massive increase in costs uh, for someone like me <laughs> i've i've been hearing a lot of this from um other homeowners i know um so currently not a homeowner but hoping to in the future and one really cool thing that I've seen someone do is splitting your mortgage into three different pieces so you put one piece on like a five-year term um, one piece on maybe a one year and then another piece on say two years so you can diversify your interest rates um, and kind of not get a, as big of a shock when interest rates increase. Oh, I agree and that's to be fair that's the smart option and that's um I think a lot of these things, right, and I'll be honest, we played the game of expecting interest rates to stay low for a very long time um, until we fixed at a very low rate. Um, and in hindsight, we should have been longer. But if you ever talk to a mortgage advisor, that will be what they always do. Take a little bit of kind of one year, three year, five year, so that you've constantly got stuff rolling off. Um, and the beauty when you set yourself up, this is what I did when I very first took out my mortgage. We did set it up for a five year kind of mortgage um, because at that point in time we were petrified about rates going up um, so yeah but unfortunately we got a little bit greedy and stops managing our risk um, and now we're paying the price for that tough 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 yeah um, and so look so kind of the budgeting right so the process I think budgeting is a really important piece that, that um in my mind, everyone should be going through um, and everyone should have a budget. And if you're going to set yourself some financial goals, the budget is the tool that allows you to actually um, achieve those financial goals as well. And so my kind of the four key things that I would think about and that what we've done for our budget, uh, so in our household, so number one is we have a goal and a purpose. Our goal and our purpose is to save our $100 a fortnight um, and making sure that that goes into a savings account um, so that by the end of the year, we've got a pot of money there um, that we can kind of do something with. It'll probably end up going to pay for next Christmas holiday, but yeah. that's a much better answer than where we are at the moment. Um, so that's our goal. The, the second big thing that we've done for us is we didn't want to make it too hard. So fundamentally, if I sit there and say, hey, look, I'm not allowed to buy lunch ever again. I'm not allowed to buy coffee. Well, to be fair, I don't put stuff out. Then actually, you're going to kind of go, life's just not that nice anymore and life's not that fun. And so what we've done is said, cool, okay, well, I can still have got to take my lunch three times a week um, and then I can still buy my lunch twice a week. My wife, it's, hey, how does she have coffee once a week, once a day? rather than Sundays she'll go and get two, or otherwise it's all about those little things of going, hey, how do I still make my life enjoyable? How do I still kind of do the things I want to do, but actually it's saving on the big things? Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's really, really important to do, right? And the way you can understand it and the way we did it and the way that we kind of um, focused on it is we started out and went, hey, look, we, we needed to start with an understanding of where we were. So it's all about understanding what we're currently spending 
um, so that we know what we need to change. Because if we just went down and wrote a list and said, we're going to spend uh, Y on, um, on groceries, all of that, yeah, we don't really know what the reality is or what we yeah. have to do, right? And so what we did is we kind of downloaded 12 months of bank statements, had a look at all of that, categorized it, and then went through and went, cool, here's what we're spending, here's where we're spending. We think that we can save um, 50 bucks a week on our grocery shopping by kind of being a bit smarter about how we're doing it. We've found some subscriptions that we think we can cut. But it's all been about rather than kind of being a, hey, look, here's what we think we should be spending, it's actually been about going, cool, here's what we are spending and here are the direct actions that we're going to take to make sure that we can make some savings on the way through as well. So understanding where you're at and making a plan. And then I think the fourth thing, which we'll, if we talk again in six months' time, I'll kind of let you know how it's changed. Mm -hmm. But fundamentally, a budget is a living document. Yeah, You need to be constantly coming back, measuring it, looking at it, um, to be honest, don't there are things we've set a number in there on kind of what we want to be spending at the supermarket each week. Well, it's kind of quite a, an aggressive number in terms of the savings that we're going to be achieving. Um, and maybe that's just not achievable. Maybe we're going to kind of get in three months' time and go, fuck, we've we kind of haven't hit that three months in a row. And mm -hmm. rather than kind of sit there and go, oh, well, it is what it is, well, cool, let's adjust the budget. Let's turn the boat. Let's kind of be realistic about what we can save and then find some other savings somewhere else. Um, and that's what's really important about it. As you're going through your 12 months, constantly looking at it, understanding where your unders are, where your overs are, and then thinking, are you happy with that? Can you make further changes to kind of reduce those costs? Or do you need to adjust the budget as well? Mm. So, really quick summary for me the four things are needs to have a goal and a purpose. Don't make it too hard. You've still got to enjoy life. Um, understand your starting point and then making sure you kind of treat it as a living document. Awesome. Thank you for those. Right. Any thoughts on that one? Um, no, one thing I do um, do myself is with my budget, um, instead of making it like in a document that is like somewhere far away in your computer, I just put it in my notes, like on my phone and I have my income streams and my expenses and that's makes it really accessible for me to kind of update as um, things change or if I need to um, subscribe to something or anything like that I can immediately put it in and actually see the impact of that straight away um, so that's awesome. my quick tip of the day <laughs> no that's awesome I'm an Excel junkie so for me Excel is my friend my best friend and so I just do it all in that yeah I love Excel as well. Awesome um, auto sums for those listening in today. It can easily like calculate everything for you or um, you can create different pages in the same document. I love Excel as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank um, you. And, and then I think the, the for me, the final piece, right, if you're going to set yourself up for 2023, there are kind of two key things that everyone needs to do at least every six months, six to probably 12 months, to make sure that you can save some money. And everyone will be able to save money by doing this. Number one, have a look at your subscriptions. Mm. So what what are you? Are you on Spotify? Are you on Netflix? Are you on, you got an iCloud account? 
all of these different accounts that we pick up, some of them might cost $3 a month, $5 a month, $7 a month or whatever. They all seem cheap until all of a sudden you've got 50 of them um, yeah. and then yeah. it's not very cheap. So look at your bank statements, understand what's coming out um, and then do kind of really think hard about what you need. I mean, can you survive with Spotify with ads? Saving yourself your $14 a month. I mean, there's lots of little things like that. The second one, um, which is probably a slightly bigger one, is reviewing your utilities. So, and by that, I mean having a look at your internet, your electricity, your phone, your insurances. Most of these things are set up so that they'll give you a really good deal on your first year to win the customer and then not so good as you go on. So for example, uh, you go to comparemybroadband.com, right? Um, and there are a couple of providers on that one um, that will give you six months of half price internet and it's not a bad deal for the second six months. And you're going to go, that's the easiest 300 bucks you're ever going to make. Yeah. Um, electricity, power. Again, you go check my number or some of those websites as well. There are two or three websites that will allow you to compare broadband providers or compare um, internet or compare power providers. And again, on average, they think that when people change power providers, they save $300 a year. Um, so massive amounts of savings that you can make. Insurances. Um, again, what often happens is insurances will have pricing for back what they call back book pricing. So historical customers versus new customers. Um, and really often you'll get much better pricing as a new customer. Or at the very least, I think most of the insurance providers at the moment do $50 kind of off on your first year for the signups. There's just so many specials that you can take account of um, by doing it. And literally, if you kind of, all this is, is two hours on the computer while you're watching TV at night um, and sorting these things out. But you could easily save yourself four or $500 a year um, just by spending that two hours kind of getting these things done. So that would be, if you want to do something quick, easy, that would be the very first thing I would do, having a look at your subscriptions and having a look at all of those utilities and bills that you pay every month. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And one really interesting thing I learned just in the holidays, um, upon purchasing a new car, I actually took just two minutes to ask the lady how my excess was calculated and she split it all up for me. So the just the base excess is $400 and then there's like an extra $500 for being under 25. Then there's an extra like five, $400 for being on my restricted license. So out of those things, I can't change my age, but I can get my full license this year. So that's a goal of mine to decrease the excess, but um, just being mindful of those types of things when you have recurring um, kind of payments or, insurances to just take the time and ask questions like that so you can actually find out how to um, improve things yeah oh definitely <laughs> was that cool yeah now, I mean that's that's all I've got I think it's hopefully not too long I reckon a couple of if you can spend a, a couple of hours setting yourselves up having a look at your things having a look at your budget setting yourself some goals um, and then, I mean, the barefoot investor idea, which I, I absolutely love. Uh, if you've got a partner, uh, you've got someone that you're talking about the stuff with, just kind of 
nominate one night a month to go out. You can kind of um, budget to have a, a quick dinner up the road or do something, whether it be takeaways or whatever, just kind of do something nice, spend the time, talk about it, do a quick review and figure out, are you on track to achieve your goals? Do you still have the goals? Are they still relevant? Um, and hopefully you'll turn it away from being kind of a once a year in January, February, kind of dealing with your news resolutions to, hey, this just comes part of life um, and part of an ongoing conversation for you. Cool. Thank you so much for those, Rupert. Those are amazing. And I'm definitely going to be um, going through my subscriptions because I'm well overdue for that check. Um, and I have a little bit of anxiety. I know it's going to be bad, but it needs to be done. So. <laughs> Just thinking um, about the savings that you're making. Yeah. So here's everyone signed to go through your bank statements, print them out or do it on your computer and find out how much you're spending on all of your subscriptions and which ones you can get rid of. Um, but thank you, Rupert, for another awesome episode. And we'll hear from you again in another episode. Well, thank you very much. <laughs>